think there will be panel of almost 10 plus people so including a you know clinical psychologist will be studying your body language also so it will be a group of people and first time when somebody from a civil background enters the room it will be like a bone chilling thing oh my god what are these people doing there you know at 4 a.m you'll wake up you'll be running five kilometers you'll be in trance you don't know your legs are running you'll be in some other place first think about uh, the armed forces when our patient patient clientele is not only the armed forces personnel their families also our medical fitness on your signature you are responsible for a person whether he is battle worthy or not you will sign mm -hmm. it and you are responsible for him if somebody if his bp is on the higher range if you make him uh, fit for high altitude there is a huge chance he will end up in a stroke the uh, Dr. Sahib, if you don't know what happens with us, how will you give the drug? So that was his answer. So uh, doctors are uh, expected and trained in such a way, they should be ready to kill as well as ready to heal. That kind of person, na, luxury, jisko pasand hai. Bahut sare doctors, they are like, you know, I love luxury. I like, you know, that kind of job uh, where I'll go. I'll just treat patient. No, then armed forces is not for you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Geeky Pod with Manas. So in our podcast, we mainly talk about uh, various career opportunities and career options. So keeping up with that same continuation, today we have a guest who is going to enlighten us about various aspects of Indian Army and Indian Air Forces. Today we have talked about uh, various ways one can get enrolled into Indian Air Force if you are into the medical profession, if you are a doctor. We have also talked about various uh, training uh, options or training aspects that happens into Indian Army and how deployment happens into various areas and uh, various other aspects related to Indian Air Force. So please join me in welcoming squadron leader Dr. Shahindip Shah, retired in this podcast. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Tell me uh, about yourself, like uh, I already know that you were there in Indian Air Force now as a medical professional. So for our audience, you let us know what you uh, did in the Indian Air Force and all about you, what you uh, did in your career so far. Yeah, sure. It will be a pleasure of mine. First of all, uh, uh, let me say I have, uh, I'll start from the very beginning. I have started, uh, I've done my schooling from Ramakrishna Mission in Agartala. And uh, I have done my 10th and 12th from there. After that, I have uh, completed my MBBS in 2016. Uh, that is 15 I passed out. And 2016, I completed my internship from Tripura Medical College in Agartala only, in Tripura. After internship, immediately after internship, I went to Delhi. Uh, that time, it was a, a common notion from my senior. What I saw was... Then you have to run to a great place like Delhi where you have to uh, do your junior residency so that you can, uh, first of all, earn some kind of good amount of, you can uh, get exposure of a good college because uh, as an intern, you get to know a little bit of everything, but as a junior resident, you are more responsible. So for the residency, junior residency part, I went to Delhi and uh, the hospital I worked was uh, Aruna Asafali Hospital, which is also the old uh, police hospital. There I worked in uh, emergency, mainly in emergency and in Department of Medicine for seven months. And while doing my residency, uh, me and my wife now and fiance then, we decided uh, we should be joining uh, armed forces. And it was actually my plan because armed forces is something which was very close to me in class seven. If I am not wrong, yeah, in class seven, I got selected for RIMC. There's a school in Dehradun. Uh, but uh, as you know, our families, you know, when you are a single child, uh, you are not supposed to explore adventurous thing. You have to uh, go to good school. You have to do homeworks and you have to do all the things that are supposed to be done by a good guy so finally i was not given the uh, opportunity to go to rimc in class 7 so since then it was you know kind of a dream so finally uh, I, I was actually not aware a doctor can also join in armed forces medical uh, you know services 
सो माई वाइफ एक्सप्लोर्ड एवरीथिंग एंड शी वॉज लाइक नहीं मतलब जीआरशिप इज समथिंग यू नो यू गेट अ कॉन्ट्रेक्चुअल पीरियड ऑफ फॉर वन ईयर सो शी टोल्ड मी लेट्स एक्सप्लोर दिस ऑप्शन ऑल्सो एंड सब्सिक्वेंटली शी फिल्ड ऑल द फॉर्म्स एंड एवरीथिंग एंड आई फर्स्ट अटेम्प्टेड इन डेली इट सेल्फ इफ आई एम नॉट रॉन्ग नो आई फर्स्ट अटेम्प्टेड इन कोलकाता in kolkata i was selected uh, my wife also got selected i also i also was selected for army but uh, during the preparation time now uh, i discussed with one of my senior he is uh, still now in armed forces uh, he was in air force so i visited his place and air force was something you know uh, more lucrative than army so in that time uh, i was like no i have to if i have to join i will join uh, armed forces uh, in air force wing only and uh, for those who don't know the structure i let me tell you in very brief what happens in uh, medical services there is a army medical services army medical corps which is basically umbrella in army medical corps uh, there is division for army navy and air force so the seats are distributed army get the maximum number of doctors then navy and subsequently air force because the structure is, is uh, similar to that so there is no separate if somebody who is uh, watching our discussion some uh, maybe some doctor if he or she wants to join army or navy or air force it is not like he or she will be given that one depending upon your interview depending upon the available seats and depending upon your merit you will be selected Okay. first of all you will be selected in army medical corps it is the parent umbrella after that it is distributed you are seconded the uh, army tamis you are seconded to okay. air force or navy primarily you will be in army medical corps then you will be seconded to air force or navy so subsequently i was uh, not selected in air force in kolkata so i was like okay and in the same uh, setting uh, my wife was selected she was selected and uh, she was then medically made unfit for her uh, eye sight there was some okay. issue with her eye sight so uh, the corneal thickness and everything this is there is a very strict medical you know examination prior to this uh, second man or uh, this army uh, uh, this you know uh, first integration to the army there is a primary medical and it is very strict so uh, i'll come to that uh, in subsequent discussion so after that uh, what happened was uh, i went back to delhi and after one and half month again uh, the interview came so that time i went for uh, the interview in kolaba in mumbai there is a beautiful hospital in ashwini uh, there is a beautiful hospital so there i uh, uh, gave the interview and successfully cracked it so then uh, my first uh, i was commissioned in air force and my first posting was in delhi western air command uh, which is in subrotobak mm-hmm. so subrotobak is very close to dholakua airport area so there i was commissioned and uh, i worked there for uh, almost 2 years then my second posting was in eastern air command again a headquarter which is located in shillong mm-hmm. and my third uh, posting was in third i'll say the last actually i uh, retired <laughs> now i am an ex serviceman so my last posting was in chennai avri okay okay so after so- that uh, this was my short and crisp military career after that uh, i joined tata hospitals for uh, four months and subsequently now i am pursuing my uh, Uh, surgery residency which in i am in first year in armed forces medical college pune okay okay quite a illustrious career you had <laughs> right so uh, it's um, just like a roller coaster ride exactly so uh, you mentioned that you appeared for one exam right so uh, how is it different from normal exam uh, patterns or ex- application procedure that any individual has to undergo while applying for indian air forces or any uh, army for that matter understood uh, i'll rephrase your question because an individual uh, i am not quite aware of the individual thing i am aware of the fact for a doctor if he or she wants to join i can guide the uh, process because i have also been to the same process 
and most importantly one uh, important information is this uh, this whole process is changed almost every year so uh, mm-hmm. i i don't know whether uh, this video will be relevant when it will come out uh, for people who are going to apply next year or in 2024 so what i have been through was uh, i have uh, i saw interview uh, kind of a poster you know came in uh, a paper in uh, tele- uh, it was in east of india and uh, it is like uh, you know all the online portals where you seek job and all the upcoming interviews in simply you google na cam forces uh, amc uh, medical officer job or something like that they will give the approximate date so in uh, all the newspaper it will come out uh, all the uh, national newspaper it will come out number one number two if you have a the best thing is if you have a friend in army then he will give you the information just you know in time and uh, simply if you are uh, you know very much eager to join armed forces so it is the best ways to find out uh, online you just google it uh, you will get it you know on new armed forces uh, medical officer opportunity or some kind of thing it will come out eventually it will pop out and the first thing is they have a lot of forms and everything you have to send by uh, via post you have to send it then if your documentation is verified they will call you for the interview and on the interview day it will be uh, you will be choosing your venue for example uh, this time uh, for example if uh, today is the interview one month back they will be telling you the interview is in xyz place so you have to book your tickets and stay everything you have to go there you have to uh, deposit all the documents uh, eventually they will call you for the interview and there is no written test i repeat there is no written test for doctors it is totally on interview my interview in both the occasion uh, was around 1 hour 1.5 hours you know for for a good amount of time they will uh, ask you questions not regarding medical things they will start with your uh, family with your background why army and all this kind of uh, basic questions they will ask and eventually there will be panel of almost 10 plus people oh so okay. including a you know clinical psychologist who will be studying your body language also so it will be a, a group of people and first time when somebody from a civil background enters the room it will be like a bone chilling thing oh my god what are these people doing there so uh, it will be Uh, sitting at the end of a very long table and uh, you'll be asked question from all of them so it will be around 1 hour and uh, during that process uh, it is like a yes no grade you come out you wait for half an hour there will be like you are selected for next step you are not selected if you are not selected grab your bag and come out if you are selected then wait there for the next instruction which will be the next day will be the medical why next day because obviously for this empty stomach and everything they will be called next day uh, there will be thorough medical check including head to toe every examination possible in uh, you know basic setup everything will be done and uh, from there either you are fit or you are unfit now you are if you are unfit it will be a temporary unfit or permanent unfit for example uh, somebody uh, has a um, just uh, he has a fracture of w- one of his bone now he is temporary unfit for that medical purpose because he had a fracture and he will be given the option to reappear to the test uh, medical test after 6 month in any uh, service hospital and if somebody has a flat foot or a knock knee these are conditions that will not be corrected over time so they will be made permanently unfit for example for my wife the corneal thickness was uh, you know not up to the uh, prescribed format it was less than that because she had done undergone the lasik so mm-hmm. for that uh, she was made permanently unfit so okay these these are the uh, things you know very uh, integrate uh, minute things they look for you know uh, for the medical things and uh, once you are fit then you will be given a kind of for 60 days time uh, 6 i'm just forgetting it was 45 or 60 some kind of time period and in between they will be giving you a uh, posting order also in between it will come via post and you have to join that unit 
Okay, so between the letter which is given to you, appointment letter, let's say, and yeah. the day of joining, in between there is no training, or after joining you only there is no training. training. There is no training, and for that one month you are lost. You are like you are you are in self doubt. क्या मैंने सच में क्लियर किया है ये फेक तो नहीं था चिट्ठी आएगा कि नहीं तो यूल बी यूल बी समवर्ड कंफ्यूज्ड इन बिटवीन ओके सो आफ्टर जॉइनिंग व्हाट काइंड ऑफ ट्रेनिंग इज गिवन टू दैट इंडिविजुअल और फॉर यू व्हाट काइंड ऑफ ट्रेनिंग वाज गिवन ओके सी इमीडिएटली आफ्टर जॉइनिंग देयर इज नो ट्रेनिंग इन द फर्स्ट डे यूल बी गोइंग यूल बी लॉस्ट यूल बी वेयरिंग all the ranks you don't know how to salute in the first day was horrible for me because uh, you know i don't have uh, any exposure in my family i don't know the hierarchy what my knowledge had regarding efos is from the senior that i was talking to and from youtube so i went and i was like okay let's see only thing i was confident that i know the medical part i know how to treat the other things oh. i don't know and uh, trust me uh, people don't expect you to know also they will guide you through and through from how to stand how to eat how to greet how to salute how to uh, see you are an officer so you have all the decorum to maintain you are you are supposed to be you know uh, way above other people so these all things are taken care of by your uh, colleagues by your seniors by immediate immediate seniors so basically for uh, one month they you know there's a on job kind of training uh, for one month it is like daily you get to know what are the things needs to be done which vehicle you have to go which what are the things you are not supposed to do so these are the things that will be taught but what is most important is you have to be open to everything because this is a very new arena to you so you have to be open you have to be you know uh, like a forever student you have to understand ke these are the things i have to learn so you'll be in one month you'll be completely aware of the you know surroundings what you have to do kind of thing the basic main training comes uh, that may come within immediately also within first six month also and for my case it came uh, after almost five 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 and a half month it is called okay. medical officer basic course mobc MOBC is Medical Officer Basic Course. Uh, for that course, uh, there is a uh, institution which is very very old. It is uh, Officers Training College in uh, Lucknow. So okay. there you, uh, we have to go there. We have to report there, and it is like a proper ragra. That is proper army training that you see in movies. <clears throat> that kind of uh, training, you know, at four a.m. you'll wake up. You'll be running five kilometers. You'll be in trance. You don't know your legs are running. You'll be in some other place. So this is a hectic schedule of seven weeks for us. It was seven weeks. Um, yeah, seven weeks. Now again, the tenure most probably has reduced to five weeks. I have to check again because these are the uh, the tenure and. Uh, you know these all planning you know this this get changed every year this get changed for us it was 7 uh, weeks and the place was in lucknow in lucknow uh, i did my mobc in winters so lucknow ke thand oh ho ho so but it was a very 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 good experience you get to know about uh, how to do the basic parade you how you get to know how to you know fire a rifle fire a gun first time in your life you are you know totally excited about it and uh, you first get the opportunity to learn these things and from a guy or from a uh, boy to an officer this transition takes place in lucknow Okay. once you come out of lucknow otc you are an officer and you are supposed to know all the basics of uh, armed forces then you become a soldier first a doctor second okay so uh, as a doctor in in armed forces how is your pra- practice that you do differ from a civilian doctor than an armed doctor how is it different see uh, first of all in armed forces uh, we have to first think about uh, the armed forces when our patient patient clientele is not only the armed forces personnel their families also so uh, if i uh, if i have to deliver my medical practices my medical wisdom to people 
I have to make their family also fit and I have to cater for themselves also so that they are fit for their duties. I'll come to the uh, main clinical part first, uh, then I'll go to the administration, uh, you know, later on. In the first, uh, there are medical fitness on your signature. You are responsible for a person, whether he is battle worthy or not, you will sign mm -hmm. it and you are responsible for him. If somebody, if his BP is on the higher range, if you make him uh, fit for high altitude, there is a huge chance he will end up in a stroke. He'll, uh, there's a huge chance he'll end up in some kind of, you know, adversary, medical adversary. He will not be a potentially 100% fit soldier, which we require in field. So your responsibility, responsibility is very, very crucial to make somebody fit or not fit. And if you are like, you know, I'll not make fit anybody, then you'll not find, uh, you know, fit soldiers in the front line. So you have to, you are that filter between, you know, uh, diseased person and a healthy soldier. You are the main filter in ground, first of all. Second is, if somebody's family is not healthy, not fit in the family accommodation where they are staying, that person will be not mentally fit to fight. He will be always uh, preoccupied with the fact that my mother is ill, my father is ill. So you have to be that, uh, you know, uh, that friend of that person who is fighting for you, for your motherland. You have to be friend of that person and you have to make him, uh, you know, understand that your family is in my responsibility. So you go, you do your duty and rest assured your family medical uh, responsibility is mine. So this is very, you know, uh, very delicate, very, at time, very strict and uh, very, you know, uh, we have to be very, very, very responsible and on our, on our toes because there are uh, N number of duties other than this also are assigned to us. But obviously our primary duty is to make the troop fit for fighting. Okay. So uh, one generic question, since you joined Indian Air Forces, so normally in movies or series, we see that uh, normally people who are there in Indian Air Forces, they fly the aircrafts. That, yeah. uh, so as a trainee, did you also get a chance to do that? And Yeah, uh, luckily, uh, there's, a, there's another course for doctors that is uh, in uh, our IFA, that is in uh, Dundigal, Hyderabad. So AFA, Air Force Academy, not IFA, sorry, AFA, Air Force Academy in Dundigal, there uh, we got an opportunity to fly the Pilatus, that is the training aircraft. Okay. So, uh, you know, you go with a trained pilot, you sit behind him and uh, he will do all the maneuvers and everything. And uh, why for a doctor it is essential? Because uh, I also asked the same question because I was really excited to go, you know, uh, with the pilot. But at the same time, I was like, why government is, uh, you know, uh, this much of resources flying aircraft is a costly phenomenon, right? So why they are doing it for us? I was very, you know, uh, I wanted to know. So uh, basically they told, uh, Dr. Saab, if you don't know what we do with us, So that was his answer. So ultimately it was a great, you know, uh, there are a few memories in your life which uh, you cannot buy with money. So this is one kind, one of a kind experience. And definitely uh, when you fly with a fighter, na, you realize the amount of negative G uh, forces against him. He is flying. His physiology will be changing. His blood pressure will change. His, you know, there is a lot of adrenaline rush. We all are happy because we today, whenever we go outside, we know we are going uh, for a particular XYZ job. We'll be coming back. We'll be having our dinner at home. But trust me, if I tell you, you have to sit on a chair that that is going to blast anytime. Then your attitude towards life will be different. And that is what every fighter pilot feels every day. He goes out in the morning sortie and he never knows whether he'll come back or not. He's, so this is kind of, you know, uh, the life you cannot uh, discuss or you cannot uh, understand by looking at a movie. It is uh, when you sit in his chair, now you realize what kind of, you know, uh, adrenaline rush it is. And it is, it is a huge experience. It cannot be expressed in words. 
right so uh, i mean this may be a little controversial it's okay if you don't want to answer it it's like nowadays we see in the news like some of the trainee pilots uh, crash land and they die so this okay. this maybe from every uh, sphere of the indian air force uh, training like it may have happened with you also or someone else who has joined so uh, as you mentioned there is a trained pilot at the front and as a trainee you sit at the back so how does it happen is it because of uh, various various factors maybe see first of all uh, whether anything if you if you simply go and just cook an omelet there is a chance there will be more salt okay do you intentionally do it no no it is quite an accident similar thing you know uh, a trainee pilot it is very easy you know to sit and discuss ke yaar us pilot ne accident kar diya ya fir this this uh, uh, why uh, typical controversial question why air force is flying mig 21 a flying coffin these that all kind of thing see for a doctor to answer these things it is uh, first of all it is way out of my league to know the nitty gritties of this second of all a doctor is never taught to fly he is mm-hmm. uh he is taken into the uh, you know aircraft to make him realize what pilot is feeling mm-hmm. so it is not we are not you know uh, maneuvering the flight we are just sitting there and taking a roller coaster ride just to understand under negative pressure and uh, under negative g what kind of you know physiological changes body you know happens right. number two. number 3 is when the training word comes with a thing you know there will be a guide there will be a student and there, when there is a student there is always chance of mistakes and we are talking about you know machines with n number of uh, things which may go wrong multiple times every second they may go wrong so if somebody is you know crashing or somebody is going down definitely there must be something which is wrong but uh, sitting at home and telling it okay, who is responsible for it and what has gone wrong will be very childish on our part what i can believe and but trust me if you want to know you just wait for a uh, maybe 6 month because there is always a court of inquiry court of inquiry is a process where uh, people a group of people who are not linked to the uh, that particular incident will be called they will be doing their independent uh, you know investigation they will put up a report and generally this report comes to public also if somebody uh, some crashes you know you can go back in, uh, in newspapers also this report comes so it will be very childish on our part to you know presume ke iska hi galti hoga ya usi ka galti hoga this is very childish on our part so we'll wait for the court of inquiry report and definitely we'll get to know the answers right so uh... coming to your responsibility that you had in indian air forces right so you mentioned you had to take care of the uh, personal army personnel as well as their families so other than yeah. that did you have the chance to interact with the civilians go help them in various situations maybe there is a flood situation so you go and help because you are posted in that area and yes, yes. some other yeah see uh, my experience uh, during my tenure in delhi i was posted uh, i was on td td is like a uh, temporary duty is like deputation so i was sent to thois thois is a place uh, which is uh, the last air strip india have the biggest air strip after that uh, there is no air strip per se mm-hmm. so uh, that is the you know uh, the last point where the main aircraft cargo aircraft can go after that is the chn base camp so i was there for uh, 20 21 days uh, so there what i saw was uh, the civilian people are totally dependent on the uh, air force setup and there's a army hospital also so that time we used to do camps we used to do you know emergency there was a flash flood uh, before i went there there was a flash flood 7 days back so when i went there there was three or four patient which was who were admitted in uh, thois um, uh, mi room mi room is um, a medical room that is a small smc station medical center so they were uh, admitted there they used to get free of cost treatment, treatment from the air force and army authority so whenever in this kind of uh, location now where there is no other help 
other than uh, military military always help the local people it is like they they will not wait for a flood or natural calamity it is a normal day to day activity for them uh, in civil setup you know in, in agartala if you you cannot go to an mh and tell ke mujhe uh, dikhana kind of thing because you have all the options you have all the setups but uh, it, if it would have been siachen or uh, let it be not siachen it will be thoyes also there is no other setup military always opens its door for indian citizen right so same question just extending to it so resource wise in terms of medical equipments and medical uh, facilities how different it is from the uh, army hospitals and the general hospitals see uh, again it will be not wise to compare because in the civil setup uh, you just go to gb hospital here and you will realize the amount of load Uh, that is not in the case of army and in army it is always you know echelon based there is a lower echelon there is a higher echelon and the final echelon for example right now i am in armed forces medical college in pune so you will get all the state of the art setup in pune you will get all the robotic surgery everything there is uh, afmc is one of the colleges which has few colleges in india which have done heart transplant also so you will get all the setups in afmc but uh, in ground you will get all the necessary things that is required to save a patient you will get all the necessary things it will be not like uh, you will get uh, heart transplant machine in uh, four uh, you know forefront you will not get but obviously it's a is a step up wise for the small setup what a, see it is a very organized forces armed forces are very organized in certain things they will look into the monthly maintenance figure they will they will look into basic minute details okay, for last 5 years what are the drugs that has been required what are the what 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 are, what are the drugs that has been lacking which which should be given there so there is a, always a team of members who will be looking in there are inspection there are audits there are continuously self checks that are going on and so ultimately i'll not say you'll get abundant of all the things in army setup but i'll say you will get the optimum things whatever is required will be there in the in the uh, medical emergency room let it be in the loc let it be in the uh, highest center that is in rr or afmc right so any memorable incident that you have during your tenure that you served in the armed forces that you carry with your life on yeah see the most important thing i'll cherish will be my uniform first of all second uh, i remembered one incident uh, during our mobc that is in lucknow days uh, the, there are parade the parade you see in uh, 23 26th of january in the tv so similar kind of parade we have inside the campus for all the doctors who are pass out who will be passing out in that time for example in our time it was 107 or 8 Uh, doctors we passed out together so that particular course mobc 218 so uh, that parade i commanded one of the contingent uh, with air force uniform with the sword and uh, you know from a civil background when you get to hear your name ke uh, squad leader shaindeep shah is uh, is jhaki uh, ka kaptan मॉर्निंग wore uh, a army uniform and that day i remembered you okay, know now i am really wearing this uniform and that was a really goosebump moment for me and it was a good good feeling definitely now uh, post indian air force days now we are retired right so uh, yeah so what was uh, what is the hierarchical rank in indian air forces as a medical professional person once you join see uh, medical professional person first of all uh, if you are doctor if you are do- not a doctor if you are not a doctor if you want to join air force uh, so you'll be jo- uh, joining as a normal trainee 
and then you will be selected uh, if you have a basic medical you know physiotherapy degree or uh, radiology assistant degree this kind of thing you will be taken as a medical assistant so you will be and uh, it's a non officer rank you are you know other ranks so in officer rank you can you will be commissioned as a officer and the word commissioning means president of india will sign it for you okay i hereby sign flight lieutenant shaindeep shah swanar shaindeep shah should be commissioned as a officer in indian air force so it's a parchment letter which you get after 5 years so coming back to the commission thing so you'll be commissioned uh, if you are in air force you'll be commissioned as a flight lieutenant if you are in army you'll be uh, commissioned as a captain but the thing is uh, for afmc graduates they already uh, for afmc particularly afmc they when they do the internship they already they are commissioned there so there is another rank for them lieutenant rank for army and flying officer in uh, internship they get but for civilian candidates like me for who has done the mbbs from outside they will be directly joining as a uh, flight lieutenant so and uh, the first promotion is one leader and after if i'm not wrong 9 years uh, it will be uh, wing commander that is the uh, you know you can simply google it and all the stripes you can see fine so uh, now that you are retired and you are associated with tata group of hospitals and which is a very i was name. associated with tata oh now you are not okay, okay. no now i am doing my uh, pg post graduation in surgery in, in afmc again with the army oh okay so what was your experience with tata group of hospitals that also how is it see tata group again uh, i was simply you know uh, very very happy to work with the tata group because uh, my job profile in tata hospital uh, first of all i joined uh, jamshedpur uh, i went in jamshedpur for training for around 14 15 days of training after that i was in joda Joda or Joda is a place in Orissa, which is um, very, very, very interior place. It is like only mining. You know, the whole place is totally dealing with mining, and every other company is working there. You know, JSW. I I don't know even some names. Small companies they are working there, but only Tata is having a full fledged functional hospital with specialists. and okay. the amount of patient load there you cannot even imagine uh, let it be trauma because that uh, area road connectivity is very poor and uh, whenever there is poverty uh, there will be addiction problem and typically that area you know i was very touched with the patient people don't have money but they had luxury to drink and do all kind of rakas they used to do but at the end of the day only there was tata hospital which was serving almost a 50 km radius and uh, uh, that hospital was uh, strategically located uh, around 2 to 2 and 1/2 hours from jamshedpur so that hospital not only catered for tata uh, employee but also for all the localites free of cost almost free of cost they used to charge 10 20 rupees something or like that but it was almost like free of charge and uh, yeah that was a very good experience uh, people say you know tata is a good group people say tata is one of the you know i mean tata is known for philanthropy and everything but uh, experiencing it first hand is a different uh, you know all of a all together is a different experience and uh, yeah it was really a great decision to join there although it was a very short and brief tenure of 4 months approximately because uh, i went i just i was lucky to get through this neat exam and go to this you know uh, afmc for this pg which i am right now pursuing but uh, at the same time i'll say it was a very good experience at the deep root india you can see there you know it is very very shocking to realize that this this kind of uh, you know people are suffering up to that level it is very 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 much you know dif- difficult experience for me in that right okay so uh, now that you are retired so what are the uh, life lessons that will carry forward that you still practice in your day to day practice or study that you are doing uh, that you have 
got in indian air force training or during, during your tenure in armed forces there are many things <laughs> i have to <laughs> list you know first of all i'll say punctuality which is a basic thing we all you know advise each other we have to be punctual but uh, armed forces such a place where if you are not punctual <laughs> you will get all the you know dose from your seniors so it is kind of embedded in you ke agar 7 baje jana hai to pune 7 baje wahan pahunchna hai to that is the thing you know punctuality is very crucial thing which i believe is very essential not for uh, just doctors or armed force personnel it is for everyone it gives a you know good start to anything which is going to start on that particular right. time number 1 number 2 i'll say uh, the sense of responsibility because uh, being a armed forces you know in air force officer you are supposed to be responsible for certain things which are being assigned to you and gradually see responsibility is something we all are responsible for certain things which are assigned to us but to complete the thing to complete the loop for example today we have to do the Uh, podcast we connected one day prior we completed the thing and there is a completion report okay things are done and dusted edited it is uploaded in the uh, whatever social media platform you are going to do so we have to complete the loop so this kind of attitude helps to complete the job without nagging for example yaar wo kharab tha internet kharab tha speaker nahi hai headphone nahi hai this all kind of things we 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 get all the lesson you know on job training you can say that thing okay. the sense of responsibility is very crucial and uh, definitely i'll say uh, in medical profession you will be a very very good doctor why i'll say in armed forces because in armed forces you don't have to please anyone it mm. is all about following the sop whichever sop is written you have to follow it and medical profession is like following sops we don't create medication or we don't create standardized uh, you know procedure every day if right. there is a treatment which is in the guideline for diabetes we have to follow it we cannot write new medications all of a sudden ke nahi tumhare liye mujhe lag raha hai yahi sahi hoga this is not the correct approach i believe uh, people may differ also but uh, it is all about following sops and you know correct order of treatment so in the medical profession i'll say uh, it is a very uh, systematic approach towards the treatment and uh, i simply loved it because uh, there is lot lot of clarity then you don't have to you know follow him or her you are following the guideline which is the national guideline this may be a national guideline this may be a international guideline whatever guideline is there and trust me for every disease there is a guideline now uh, one general question so in our normal general hospitals we see doctors are flooded with mrs medical representatives and their suggested medicines so does this apply in the armed forces also do you also get flooded not not uh, allowed to enter the premises okay so there is a prescribed medicine for this disease this medicine should be given and you have to give that only is it like that yeah see 99% time uh, armed forces write generic medicine okay for example if generic is not available or something we procure our medicine in armed forces the armed forces procure its medicine uh, themselves it is not like ke koi fauji bande ko aap nahi dekhoge ki parcha leke dukan mein jate hue because we treat them we give the medicine also so we okay. procure the medicine so this procurement headache is on our side not on the patient side right right now also you mentioned about the the mental skills that are tested uh, when you go for the interview there are 10 to 15 yeah. people sitting around and judging your psychological aspects so when you say someone has to uh, be perfect in that area what are the qualities one should possess so that they crack that interview session uh first of all uh, the most common question that is being asked to everyone that was asked to me also why armed forces mm-hmm. armed forces ne paise bhi nahi dete it is not like ke you will be going see the typical mindset of a person who has no exposure to armed forces like if you join armed forces you will get everything free 
you will get uh, all free ration you will get all the medical facilities you will get alcohol the foji daru and uh, this 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 is a common notion first of all uh, the question which was asked to me also and uh, it it was it will be asked you know for everyone why armed forces so the common notion uh, as a civil from a civil background or civilian uh, the first thing that comes into our mind is like you know forge is like all about free ration free food free alcohol you know all kind of stuff but that is not true let me tell you first this thing every officer has a mess bill to pay and it is not uh, like you know free it is no doubt it is subsidized it is nothing is free number one number two is uh, i have to quote uh, late general rawat sir uh, our uh, cds uh, previous cds what he told is if you uh, choose armed forces for a job if you are seeking job if you are seeking uh, the armed forces uh, as a employee if you want ke okay, i'll do the job and i'll get money then probably the, probably not this is not the field for you see for armed forces you have to have that uh, you know passion in you it is not about like do uh, movie dekh liya pumped up ho gaya adrenaline rush ho gaya form fill kar diya it is not like that because you don't go for war every day but the discipline is for every day the training is for every day you have to prepare for that war which is going to happen some day on a daily basis it is very easy to tell it is very easy to discuss but it is not easy to practice uh, we we have to be mentally prepared for that and for the interview you cannot mimic okay no no i am very very pumped up because there will be there will be if we talk about uh, each other for one hour i i hardly you know believe ki you can hide something from uh, people who are very trained in that so they will be discussing with you for hours so you cannot pretend you know i am very pumped up for this so they will judge your passion they will judge why you want to join you don't have to be that person you know who can answer everything they will they are not uh, you know they are not ready to take somebody who is best in medicine but mm-hmm. who is not a ever learner or student because if you have that attitude na okay, i am a doctor i have mastered my skills and now i'll master uh, army or air force or something they don't need you there are a lot of doctors and if they don't have doctors they will find a lot of doctors but mm-hmm. at the end of the day what they require is a soldier who is ready to fight who is ready to heal and they will be trained to kill also subsequently right so you mentioned that you had to undergo that arm arm training also that uh, yeah. revolvers right so let's say no revolver 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 is a old thing uh, we can say pistol pistol okay so let's say there is a hypothetical situation and now there is a war and you are not okay. retired you are in the army so is okay. there a possibility that doctors also will be there in the war zone see this is and... not a probability it is a fact it is a fact on a daily basis doctors are armed in jnk right now if today there is a threat to uh, the agartala mh why i am quoting agartala because we both stay in agartala right. my hometown is in agartala we don't stay in agartala Our hometown is agartala for example today is a imaginary situation there is a war with bangladesh right. we are just adjacent country we are just adjacent to bangladesh right now in tripura so if there is a war our military hospital will be in top notch alert and each of the doctors and all the combatant who are able to fight will be ready to fight they will okay. fight for their country first and while doing so if somebody is injured they will treat also so it's a added responsibility it is not uh, if you have to it is not about like either you have to treat or either you have to fight you have to do both so uh, doctors are uh, expected and trained in such a way they should be ready to kill as well as ready to heal okay. that's going ready to kill as well as ready to heal. yeah right. so so lastly before we wrap up our today's conversation so uh, since you got to know about uh, this uh, opportunity to be enrolled in armed forces via various uh, employment news available over uh, newspapers and portals so uh, 
someone who is aspiring let's say someone who is into medical field just now entered into medical college for them if they are willing to enter so what are the suggestions that you will give them so that they get prepared beforehand itself so that they plan accordingly see first of all i'll say uh, there is always pros and cons of particular thing, you know and for my case i always jot it down in a piece of paper and uh, if pros are more then i'll go for it if cons are more i'll quit it so uh, for a doctor the cons i'll discuss first because pros you know it looks very lucrative from outside you know you become suddenly a for job sir everybody will be like oh my god you are in army or navy in air force this you are not uh, authorized for leave you are uh, privileged to get leaves see it is not always possible to get leaves whenever there is requirement for example somebody who is right now in chennai in armed forces they will be dealing with the flood they are having there will be flood, flood relief their air force uh, you know helicopters will be in action so the doctor uh, he cannot get a leave for marriage he cannot simply he cannot so uh, the thing is uh, these are the things you have to keep in mind see these are the like leaves and uh, you know there there will be family requirement there are very very close friend of mine who is in armed forces but the problem is parents are you know uh, they have medical needs but always is it's not possible uh, my uh, to keep the parents with them uh, we all know our parents right from tripura they are like no hum yahi rahenge kind of stuff so it is not very easy to you know to tell them ke aap aa jao sab kuch chhod ke mere sath they will be like kisse baat kare kaise baat kare what are the there will be language barrier a lot of things so if there is family requirement of such kind you have to think twice if you are that kind of person now luxury jisko pasand hai bahut sare doctors they are like you know i love luxury i like you know that kind of job uh, where i'll go i'll just treat patient no then arm force is not for you because there will be certain jobs you will be oic of certain officer in charge of uh, certain you know some entry some exam maybe you are officer in charge of party you'll be like oh my god what i am doing as a doctor i am not supposed to do this kind of then there will be a contradiction between you your ethos and the armed forces you know ethos so in that case uh, there is always it is always advisable to discuss with somebody who is who has already gone through it for example i have not less than 10 or 20 15 juniors who have called me they wanted to join whether they should join or not so i have openly discussed with them okay, these are the pros these are the cons yeah financially will be stable but at the same time there will be you know you you you, you cannot be always uh, uh, adherent to the fact that you are a doctor along with the doctor you are a officer also so there are certain duties you are expected to do so th- this uh, charter of duties will vary from army navy and air force but there will be other than uh, medical thing there will be you know other duties also if you are not ready to take the- those responsibilities then uh, i believe there is uh, there will be a tough time if you are selected also thank you for watching till the end if you like this episode if you like the content of this podcast do hit the like button share your feedbacks in the comment section and don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you are listening to this on spotify or any other audio platform do uh, rate it do hit the follow button so that you keep on getting new new podcast updates thank you keep supporting bye bye